This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. So Siuhua is my uh, my given name. Yeah. So I call you Siu Siuha or Siu Siuha. Is that right? Siuha. Yes. Mm. Siuha. Is that right? Siuha. Yes. Siuha. Okay. Jazz. Welcome to the artists. As Godard said, you don't make a movie, the movie makes you. In our movie-making profession, the workings of Murphy's Law is always at its best. In these candid conversations, we unravel those challenges that define the makers in the movie-making business. Hope these chats will inspire and elevate you to keep fighting for your dreams, but with a mode of reality check on it. I'm your host, Suchita, and this podcast is brought to you by Metaphysical Lab. Enjoy the show. This episode is dedicated to all the lazy people out there who still haven't figured out how to download an app and listen to the podcast. Guys, it's on 10 platforms including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, the most popular ones. Figure out which one you want to hear it on. Go download it, listen to it and let us know what you think about it. Today we have a special guest from Singapore, Siu Hua. Yes, finally got the name right. His film, A Land Imagined, has been playing at various international film festivals and has won a lot of awards, including The Golden Leopard at Locarno. Land Imagined is a surreal drama and is now available on Netflix. So go check it out. I had so much fun doing this. Every segment is informational and inspirational. I hope you guys enjoy the banter. Why did you choose this very interesting subject of migrant communities in Singapore for your second feature film? Uh, so maybe the way to to talk about this is to say that um, my I, my original um, interest in the movie was actually about land reclamation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore being a, a situation that has been... Um, country expanding its land mass through this process of land reclamation, uh, which is the process of buying sand from other countries to Mm -hmm. fill our waters and expanding our land territories. And we've been doing this for 50-odd years, actually even before. Um, And we've grown almost 20-25% since of our original landmass. Mm-hmm. So this thing is for me very fascinating to explore as like uh, someone who lives in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started researching on this topic, <clears throat> I, I meet the people working behind it, right? And mm-hmm. in Singapore, um, 99.9% of people working on land reclamation and construction are uh, migrant, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. when I really started looking into this topic, um, the people I meet who have been breaking their backs and sweating for to build this country in a way mm-hmm. uh, are the migrants, right? And the migrants mm-hmm. who in a strange way can never really belong to this larger society 
Mm-hmm. Um, so these were my starting points. And really once I encountered the workers, there was just no turning back. The, the human side of this story mm-hmm. has to be about them. Absolutely. But did the choice or does the choice of the story also depend on your, uh, like the Singapore film industry? Is that also a factor? And also what is the scale of the industry there in terms of films? Uh, um, maybe the, the, the topic is more to do with with the concern of the society more than the industry at this point because mm-hmm. we are talking about um, a, a very, very migrant kind of um, <clears throat> population in Singapore. We are talking about a good one out of four persons in Singapore now, I think, is is migrant. Mm-hmm. So this thing being very relevant on a social scale. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as for the as for the film industry per se, mm-hmm. um, our our in the first place, Singapore doesn't really produce that many films yes. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're still a very, very small industry, a very small, um, I mean, maybe we're talking about something like five to eight films, you know, yeah. uh, and that's, that's really, really small, right? Yes, um, very small. So, <clears throat> in terms of its topics, um, I guess we're being very pointed with, with what we are producing here um, that has to do with the concerns here, right? Uh, in, yeah. in Singapore, I mean. Yeah. So something that is relevant to the people. Um, on my end, I'm not thinking about making just another love story, right? Or yeah. just another story about revenge and betrayal, right? I mean, for me, it's like I need to really deal with something to do with this place and this land very specifically about Singapore. Mm-hmm. And this migrant situation now being very, very relevant mm-hmm. because the influx of migrants is a lot. Um, and on, on a larger scale of society, I think it's, it's just how we're handling the situation that for me has to address in the, in the film. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, since the industry is so still very raw, do you think that it is much easier uh, for you know, for an independent filmmaker to set up and tell their story, because as compared to other industries, for example, Hollywood or even you know like Bollywood, which has mm. the mainstream dominating totally the independent scenario, mm. do you think you feel that it's you know setting up a project becomes slightly more easier for you? Um, I think we are talking about something of a double edge. Sword here, right? I mean, um, the situation being that we have maybe it's it's easier to say that we're not saturated, right? We're not um, the the industry here is not like we are producing too many things, and then a film gets unnoticed or can't be seen, and right. So that's this kind of situation. Maybe you have in 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 other countries, right? But in Singapore, we are talking about very small, and so. When films come out, I think people do take notice because, like, ah, oh, here's a you know one of the few local films, right? That yes. Coming out um, this year, for example, maybe something to look forward to. Yes. <clears throat> but um, um, it is also the case that 
because we are very small, our if we are purely dependent on whether is it the local audience and the local box office, or we are talking about local resources, right, to produce the film, we are talking about a very small number, right? Mm-hmm. So this is it backs it comes back to a, a very economic question here, right? Um, so ultimately when you can only get a really small audienceship, uh, spectatorship and attendance to come to your films, um, when we are talking about whether is it recouping the, 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 the cost of the film and all these, it's going to be, you almost feel like you need to depend on other industries, right? <clears throat> you need to depend on, on, on other territories, other yes. countries. Yes. You can't just say, oh, um, let me make a film that only only my locals understand and ignore the rest of the world, you know, on, on that level, right? Yes. So, A Land Imagined is getting released in how many countries now? Um, well, I think we can be very happy to say that it's, it's worldwide, um, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere else in the world now, uh, mm-hmm. because aside from our usual um, distribution routes and also in Europe and in um, Asia and parts of China and all these uh, territories, we are mm-hmm. also now released, releasing in on Netflix. And yes. so Netflix has also bought um, pretty much the rest of the territories that we haven't uh, released a film yet. Mm-hmm. So we are basically able to now cover all grounds in terms of where the film can go. Mm-hmm. So how and that's you- that's that's quite rare, maybe yes. to put it in another way for uh, for a Singapore film, right? I mean, yes. we're celebrating this uh, in in big ways, but it's not it's not always that we can make this move, right? To get um, uh, something like a, a platform like Netflix to take on our, uh, to take on a film that can really reach everywhere else in the world. So absolutely great. So I just um, want to quickly jump to your creative process in terms of choosing the story but when you start writing the story when is it that you decide that this is the draft um so this is a very tough one uh i'm sure those who are writing know that you can just keep writing yes. <laughs> and you in some ways never stop writing because you're always trying to find how to make this better, right? So Absolutely. How long, how long did it take to is, uh, write uh, A Land Imagine? Um, I think the whole process, you can almost say it's almost six years. Oh my God. And depending on how you want to count it in its original form, maybe eight Oh but my God. Yeah. as I'm saying these things, um, <clears throat> the, the the idea keeps changing. Let, let's put it this way, right? Over mm-hmm. such a long horizon, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be the case that the that the that the idea keeps changing. Um, <clears throat> just as well, I keep changing as a person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm writing over whether is it eight years or, or six years or four years. Yeah, I, I keep changing as a person and my influences and everything keeps changing too, right? Yes. Um, so so things keep moving, but I also feel like there is there is this 
intangible force that will <clears throat> pull you to a certain way and it will let you know that at some point you are you are you are almost there you know yes <laughs> um and then maybe it really comes down to and and, and i think this is why I, I really appreciate the the co-production that was going on um yes. in the film because here i am writing alone maybe in my bedroom or in the office um <clears throat> but at some point you 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 take this piece of work you show it to someone and they say wow uh we have i think we have something that is that is you know 85% and then 90% you know it's just here and there we need to brush things up yes. so did you did you, did you bounce it off to any focus group or to your friends or so um this film was done at a was also developed at some point uh at a later stage actually at a film lab Okay. called the Asia Pacific Screen Lab. Mm-hmm. So th- in in this film lab uh there was uh, some mentors mm-hmm. um uh script consultant. Yes. Uh, his name is uh, Doy Del Mundo mm-hmm. and from the Philippines mm-hmm. and also some of the producing mentors. Mm-hmm. Right? So these mentors will come in <clears throat> and they look through the project, right? Yes. Because you know as i'm saying if i'm developing this film over this long period of time i i lose some distance from it yes uh i i i, I yeah I, i don't know whether is it whether is it good or not or is it complete or not right yes uh, and this happens so like uh, you know even within the, these eight years uh, of of developing this film i you will often i i will often like take a step away from the project right yes for for a few months before i come back again just mm-hmm. to just to freshen things up right just to look mm-hmm. at it with a new perspective um yes. but it is very very important on my end that i i i i throw this off some other people and see how it bounces off them right mm-hmm. uh and the the labs really work with this and also with the co-product with the co-producers who come on board Yes. From we we had a co-production. This is a co-production between France and the Netherlands. Yes. <clears throat> so when our co-producers uh see the film, I uh, see the script and then they're saying, "Oh, um yeah, we 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 kind of have something there already." And so I think this kind of recognition I I I need it. I mean, I'm not a super experienced uh, um um writer you know what i mean maybe maybe mm. someone who has written you know 20 works will be able to tell but yeah. for me i think it's and that's why my collaborators are very important right yes um to to give me sincere and constructive uh, uh feedback to the to to my writing so, so i think at some point yeah it, it it came together for all of us and we just sat there and we read the mm-hmm. script and we decided mm-hmm. okay i think this was this is it you know mm-hmm. so the process from going into the script lab to the co-production must have taken at least 5 years if i'm not wrong um the the way this i i i think there's something strange about it which mm-hmm. is that you can you will say maybe 5 years but actually you you spend a lot of the the early part of these 5 years um mm. 
trying to apply to things you know what okay, i mean yes. it's like mm. you're trying you're, you're getting rejections basically yes. you're spending <laughs> a lot of time getting rejection yes this is something it's one of those qualities as a filmmaker you yeah. know you need to have or you know if you cannot handle rejections yes you are how, how did that, you handle it, it you know? <laughs> <laughs> how did you handle it what was your process uh, of the dips? Um, again maybe because i'm someone I'm a social kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like my support networks are very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my producer can get in a corner and just cry and it's okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I, I, I really think like if I'm in this alone, this is going to be very, very tough, you yes, know. Like yes. handling rejections alone is is some of the most heartbreaking things, right? Yes. But if there is people around you who really believe in the project, then they're saying, okay, maybe this is not the right Uh, project market or this is not the right lab for this project right yes uh, let's move on you know let's let's mend our broken hearts and move on right i think this process yes. is very important yeah yes absolutely but when things really came together it mm. was really in the last the last one or two years actually because um how to put it once somebody is interested in it maybe someone else gets interested in it quicker you, you know what i mean like that that kind of ball rolling starts to move a lot faster in terms of momentum mm-hmm. when things start to click and somehow it all came together in the last you know last year of our of our of our preparing the whole film even if we even if we started this process a lot earlier you know what i mean mm-hmm. Yeah this the, the I think this is a huge challenge for a filmmaker the rejection part that you just said I think it's 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 pretty pretty challenging so tell me when you does that make a filmmaker very very vulnerable to things or situations that after a point um you are open to whatever is coming to you hmm I guess so um and this really has to has to um it it builds your character in a way yes, right yes. um just as well it sometimes make you a lot more desperate i think yes. mm-hmm. so is this that is good a or bit, bad this is both uh, good yes. and sometimes dangerous you know yes yes uh mm-hmm. when you're holding on to a project for so long mm-hmm. and getting so much rejections Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to jump on the 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 easiest, quickest, or most, uh, or, or something that might compromise on the project. And I yes. think that's the danger here because yes. you get desperate in that process. So again, um, having having a good team, having again, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking I'm doing this alone, it's just a lot more easier to fall into these kind of pit, yes. pitfalls, right? Yes. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to have clarity when when you have a good caring producer who's going to warn you about these things and you guys can discuss and we can move that project in the right way without saying that oh just because we're desperate we're going to open ourselves to all kinds of strange things out there and there yes. are a lot of strange things out yes. there when yes. it comes to filmmaking right yes yes so but then it also in in on on the flip side of that coin it, it also sometimes opens you up in good ways you know because 
maybe at, at, at the start you 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 think ah it it's not that kind of film that will do that requires this kind of resources or that kind of you know yes but after a while you 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 start to open up to also um practical possibilities and things that are making that project more realistic yes so maybe easier to sum it up as as time goes by. Hopefully you get wiser, you know, at at picking these things out. Did the land imagine change you over the years? Do you do you feel any internal changes inside you? Ah, oh, definitely. I mean, these are very subtle, and it, it's a, maybe a bit hard to say exactly what, what mm. but but it made you stronger. Yes, I, I think that for one, like we were talking about rejections, that yeah. is something that I've learned to really handle. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think that's really the beautiful thing about working on films and working on, on creative outlets. And that is that a film, your, your, your work changes you, you know? Yes. Um, if that work doesn't change you along the way, then maybe this work isn't so worthwhile. You know, I, 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 I think mm. really uh, if you are invested in the work enough mm. and it is a work that, is, that has some impact, it, it is a work that will change you as a, as, as a creative person working on this film. Absolutely. So do you, do you see yourself... Uh, for your next project, uh, you know, what kind of route are you going to take? Is this the same route or do you plan to do it in any other way? I, I see myself doing these in, 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 in small steps, mm-hmm. meaning that um, if a land imagine is um, received well as, as how we know it now, yes. Um, then maybe something there we did right, right? Absolutely. And um, I think I want to keep some of the things that I was doing, that I was already starting to play with in a land imagine. Whether is it tonally, is it the 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 the, the genre, the the way I was working with the actors, or a play in in some of the structure of the film. These things that I felt like was working for the film, I will try to see if it is appropriate for that next project, which I am already developing now. Yeah. Um, because I think for me, these fil- these two films, uh, Alan Imagine and my next film, Stranger Eyes, mm-hmm. they do um, they do share some similarities. Uh, and when I was going to a lot of the festivals getting feedback from the audience for a land imagine i realized that ah these are a lot of things that i could also put to good use in terms of like putting them into uh, stranger eyes which is my next project right yeah. because tonally it is quite similar and in terms of what i'm trying to experiment you know with the with the film form um i think this is something that that will continue in the mm-hmm. in that next project Mm-hmm. Of course, things will of course also change. I'm not making the same exact film, but mm-hmm. I'm also trying to learn from 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 what was a learning imagine and then trying to um, do some constructive work with stranger eyes with what I got from mm-hmm. the feedback. Do you identify your TG 
for the film before you craft your film this is my target audience my yes. um does that affect your structure the craft the approach mm i i think sometimes we think about these things and it's at the back of my head when i'm creating mm-hmm. because i'm i'm constantly asking um well aside from myself uh, is someone else going to like the, what i'm doing here yeah. right i think so so you know what it, comes first you or the audience i think for me at least i have to come first um <laughs> i need to really like this thing that i'm creating mm-hmm. why because i need to live with it for the next what is it 8 years of my life or 6 years of my life you know what i mean it's yes. something that i'm creating you know to i i need to get excited about it right yes. and i really cannot be creating for someone else mm-hmm. um but you know yes i need to create something to make sure that 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 people understand it that that my intentions are being um brought across but it cannot be something that i myself don't believe in because the other thing about film is that it's very obvious when the film is insincere uh, at least i think so yes and when an audience sees that the film is not sincere i i i just don't think it's a very rewarding experience right yes so so you you got to like that film yourself um i i i think i haven't got to that point where i'm working with other writers right i mean i'm now creating a film that i i i i wrote myself right yes and so it is in a sense wholly me but on your question of whether you know do you think about uh the audience i think that you 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 try to anticipate true that you try to anticipate what kind of audience would like the thing that you are now creating that you like maybe that's mm. that's a better way to to think yeah, about it that's because interesting, yeah. you know eventually you 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 need to do marketing for the film you need to try to publicize the film you need to promote the film you need to know what are the avenues to push your film out and and if you have no idea what kind of audience will like your film and then mm. that's going to be very tough right because mm. i think we sometimes talk about um festivals um how do we what kind of strategies are we going to um put this film you know for its best best exposure right to put it that way um yeah, yeah but even festivals themselves have have different kind of target target groups and niche of audiences right yes so so even festivals themselves are not um is 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 not like a a a one like a one umbrella slab, yes. kind of mm. label right yeah mm. so you know is it is it is it a genre festival type of film or is mm. it you know what what kind of uh, strategies are you going to be taking to push your film i think this is ultimately a question that will that you will have to deal with as a filmmaker yes. even though it might not need to be that first thing that sparks your creative idea i hope mm. it is not because what you want to create at first i think is 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 most importantly has to be that thing which you believe believe in and and, and is sincere right mm, absolutely a land imagined has a lot of genres 
So my question mm. is, I'm very curious to know this, that your approach to telling the story, your style, is that dictated by the genres? Um, again, I'll make this a bit more complex to say that yeah, it is a yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, but for a start, I think I'm someone who is quite interested in the cinema language yeah. uh, or to put it another way the form mm-hmm. of cinema mm-hmm. um, of course I write the film and, and that's the content of the film but I'm someone who when I watch a film I'm, I'm always trying to think ah is there ways that we can push the form of cinema to better tell the story right or mm. to or to even experiment a little bit Mm. Um, I think it's something that I sometimes tell myself that, you know, if I know that this film works 100%, I don't want to make it anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm making something because I don't know exactly if it works and I'm going to try to create something new for myself. You know, I, I, mm. for me, it's, an, it's always... How do I experiment something new, something that my audience haven't haven't seen? You know, and I mean, we can say that all films have been made already and has been seen, but maybe there's a new configuration in terms mm. of how we can do this that will make it more unique and refreshing, and in, in, and just to have that spirit of experimentation. Mm. So I I think this is something that that really pushes me um, in terms of my, the way I've, I, I, I conceptualize the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as you put it, uh, Lenny Imagine is, is something of a, of a mix of genres. Mm-hmm. Or I would say I take a genre and I subvert it at some point. Mm-hmm. Nice. Meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Um, so that... Even my 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 audience, they are they they I like it when they start to question themselves. What is it that I'm what is what is this film that I'm watching, you know? Mm. I, I, I don't want to lull them into uh you know, into just getting sucked into that film and mm. lose themselves. You know, I, I, I sometimes want them to question, wait, wait a minute, you know, there are certain assumptions that I brought to this film but mm. then why is it now that it's going somewhere else mm. so I, I think this for me is something that I try to do with my films um, Alain Imagine has elements of the film noir um, yes. it is also a very um, it's something that runs almost like a social realist film mm. um, and from what a lot of commentators have uh, kind of pointed out, it is definitely also has elements of the surreal. Yes. Um, or maybe I would kind of uh, fine-tune this to say that it is also, it's more kind of a magic realist yes. uh, kind of uh, treatment, yes. which maybe is also something of my own alignment to a lot of Southeast Asian cinema. I think mm-hmm. Southeast Asian cinema... Mm, um, works with some of these magic realist elements mm. that I myself am very um, 
drawn to. Yes. Uh, and and it gives the little surprises to my audience that I I I, I borrow. How are you? I think it also comes from your majoring in philosophy. I mean, how mm. do you weave that? I don't think actually you must be doing it very consciously. It must be the weaving of philosophy must be coming automatically because I think it's already there inside you. Yeah, this uh, it's it comes to a point of this weaving of philosophy that like it's 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 in everything I do already. Yes. It's not even in the film. Only, yes. Right? Yes. Um so I but I do a lot of people has meant has mentioned to me that ah this film has some kind of higher philosophical concepts uh, mm. that they don't see in other films. Um mm. maybe because I play with certain metaphysics. Uh, yes, lovely. That is mm. not that is not just uh, s- sort of the surface drama that's mm. going on. Mm. Sometimes I question about what what it means, um, you know, this aspect of land, right? Um, hmm. Singapore being built, being created uh, through land reclamation from hmm. sand, from land, literally soil from other countries, you know. Hmm. Uh, what, 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 what does it mean to reimagine your nationhood um, from borrowed soil, you know. Mm. I mean, the, I think these questions pop up uh, in in the film, and mm. so I think uh, it, it 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 does give a certain layer of reflection um, yeah. that uh, um, it kind of um, pushes through in in the film in the in the investigation of the missing migrant worker because uh, that uh, so so for those who don't know. Uh, uh, what this film is about it is uh, a, a policeman who is looking for a migrant worker who goes missing, right? Mm, yes. Um, I mean, the question about who who is to care for these people and mm. what does it mean for this migrant worker to to build this country that he can never be a part of, and 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 does it mean that just because of these kind of national boundaries that we don't really share a common humanity, right? Yes. So I think the, these are questions that that pop up a lot in the film. Mm. Um, it is also from, um, as you put it, my own kind of philosophical underpinnings because yes. I was I was I, I'm a philosophy student um, mm. by training. Um, I'm. I who's, also your, who's your favorite? Do, Is there a favorite? Philosopher that you often read or you're influenced by? Ah, this is very tough. <laughs> it's the same kind of tough question if you ask me who's your favorite filmmaker, which I'm going to ask you eventually. Uh, <laughs> this is just too difficult. Um, just that one I, person. I, I the. It's very strange because the person I go back to is is not someone so contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it is a. Uh, East Asia Chinese uh, philosopher from a very classic period called mm-hmm. Zhuangzi, um, and this Sorry, person called, deals. I'm not. I'm not read him. Can you please say uh, his name again? Uh, Zhuangzi. Okay. Yeah, and he he's a, a a very very classic kind of old philosopher. He's not mm-hmm. a, a someone of our modern period. Mm-hmm. Um, but his dealing with dreams, his dealing with um, a certain um, 
ethics of the other. And mm. these things for me, I, I, I take on a lot from the, from him. And mm. I think you will also see a lot of the traces of it in the film. Mm. Mm. Lovely. But I, you know, I love this kind of stuff, you know, this, the philosophy, the, the layers, the sensitivity, but, you know, do you think with these, you know, YouTube videos being thrown at us, the quality of filmmaking, the aesthetics of filmmaking, the understanding of these layers is going to get really affected in the future? Um, so, I guess a lot of people have talked about this point, um, mm. but I, I, I'm someone who who take maybe a, a a more kind of I take a step back sometimes mm-hmm. to really look at this from a slightly more historical point. Mm-hmm. I mean, early on. People were people have been commenting about how how MTV right has mm-hmm. already made us uh, uh, unable to appreciate films that are slower, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, just as well in that very near future, maybe VR or um, three sixty technologies, yes. um, or even gaming. You know, for it's video gaming, and yes. these things are gonna change our aesthetics and going to change the way we consume cinema and the way we consume fiction, for example, uh, or in a, on a larger scale yes. on, 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 in, in big ways, you yes. know, um, it's already true that we, that people are no longer reading the novel anymore. Mm. Right. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, some of us are, but not like before. Right. Mm. Um, so, so do you I, think I, I the, won't take do you, on do, a totally fatalistic point to just say mm. that's it for that you know the the way we need to understand cinema will will just change along the, with the times like this um, and and until no end. But mm. I think so long as there are still people who are willing to make films like this for people who are willing to see films like this. I think this is an important link, you know, this is an important relationship. Um, I am making cinema for people who are still willing to see my kind of cinema, right? Um, but do that, does that make, or will this make, maybe say 10 years from now, or 15 years from now, your audience even smaller? Your audience, or I would, I would say, you know, anybody who is making in this space, this amazing, the world cinema will exist or not, maybe, you know. 10 years, 20 years from now? I think the way we consume stories are, uh, is definitely changing. I mean, the, 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 Will the, that define the your aesthetics? Are, the, the, the viewers are shifting, right? Mm. I think my aesthetics have already been affected by YouTube. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I don't know of anyone who don't consume YouTube at least once a month, you, you know what I mean? So um, there is no way that my that it would be very inauthentic for me to say that I have held on to old style, you know, great masters, European cinema and have not been affected by um, the sea change of, of, of what YouTube and, 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 and 
these kind of platforms have already been 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 feeding me, right? Yes. So so, but how I take on these aesthetics and still make it something meaningful, and I would still say it as my own, my own mm-hmm. um, is is something that as artists we need to constantly struggle, right? Because if you just say whatever I'm making is just as good as well as whatever is on YouTube, then they should just go and watch YouTube, right? Yes. But if there is something that I can be making that I can offer in terms of this medium and this format of cinema that is still different and it's still enriching and meaningful, then I will still be able to do what I do and have my audience hopefully enough of my audience to help me continue to do what I do, right? So if you had to make a land imagined 10 years from now, mm. <laughs> would your approach and style this be different? A speculative science fiction question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit this. Okay, yeah. Not the answer. This one. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean... No, but it's a it's an amazingly crazy, crazy good thought experiment. Uh, mm. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the times would have changed by then, yes. and mm. I feel like the way I make my cinema is very mm, is feeding off the times you know is fitting off the 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 sense of what people are at that point of time mm. i think alan imagine will be a very different film if i'm to make it yes. 10 or 20 years different mm. i mean there's a big there's a big element of alan imagine which is the cyber cafe mm. you know the cyber cafe is, a, is in my film is actually a very important uh, um 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 storyline you know in 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 the film in located in the cyber cafe and and the cyber cafe might not exist anymore you know in 10 or Mm. 20 years time you know i i don't even know if computers are going to be the way we know them to be you know in 10 or 20 years right yes so good question but it's a tough one but (laughs) but i mean i'm just sort of wondering if the creators have to really look into this and perhaps realize that um, I don't know, realize it or you know, find it, find out that your approach or your style that you are trying to make it unique might just not exist. Uh. Because your audience will be sort of really, really, it'll be a very niche audience compared to what the audience is now, maybe ten years from now. It's very possible, and how I adapt to it. Mm. Is is important, right? Yes. Like I say, I I don't think I have to make make the film exactly the way I make now, mm. and I I might be a very different person. Just as we started this conversation by saying that a work really changes its creator, right? Mm. If this film I feel like only resonates to me, then really there's no point making it. You know, I'm I'm making this film for for the people I care about mm. and if they are not going to be able to receive this film then I I jolly well find a way to to to, to make it possible right yeah 
I mean, True. my love for the medium is 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 some kind of nostalgia sometimes, right? Mm. My love for the medium of of I and I still believe it very strongly as as we speak now. You know, the idea of watching a a, a film on on big screen yeah. in the darkness of the theater yeah. with a group of people gasping and crying together you know this is something of an experience that i would still like to um hold on to right as 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 much as possible but we also know that these mediums are are changing and let's see how we can still weave our stories meaningfully even as they change right absolutely so what were the steps or what were those things that you guys did to promote a land imagined uh for its singapore release um i think it is of course very very fortunate of us mm. that we we got a very good run at the festivals we mm. got a very good uh internationally our film was is was really had some very good exposure uh winning the 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 top award of the golden leopard at locarno and then yes. subsequently i think we got i think the count is uh, 15 other awards yes. um all around the world mm-hmm. i think this is definitely um a very big push for our film mm. when we came back to when we brought it back to singapore mm. i think it was i mean it is the first time a a, a singapore film win at an a list festival at mm. um in the main competition mm. you know in in the scale right so mm. i think we did take it on as a as 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 good national pride and yeah, i think people people really wanted to see what all this all this hype was about right yes but of course uh, you know on top of all this all this uh, kind of um festival buzz mm-hmm. um we we it was important for us to also for a film like ours to reach the ground to put it this way because our film is after all a film that is concerned about something of this um the migrant workers and land reclamation and and the this this stuff is stuff that we need we needed a, a larger base and people on the ground to really get in touch with right so i think it was also through a lot of help from the people who cared about about these issues to really help us spread that word and your global team like your producer being spanish your production designer being a british you know these elements how did it define your film oh and in very very large way so mm-hmm. my producer he's spanish mm-hmm. um my production designer he's english mm-hmm. uh from the uk uh and my importantly my my cinematographer hideho mm. urata he mm. is from japan mm. uh so you, you can say it's a very international yes. team of people right and mm. meanwhile i have casting from ba- bangladesh and and china yes so very very international team um 
meanwhile, you we are talking about a film that is about the migrant experience, and we are shooting this film to 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 give a very um, realistic experience of the of from the migrants' perspective of Singapore, not mm. so much the local perspective of Singapore. And so, for example, my cinematographer, it was it was very good that because he is, although he has been living in Singapore for many years already, he could still bring in an outsider's perspective on Singapore. Mm. So you 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 will see that this film looks like no other Singaporean film before this. So mm. it, it, the, the way that he captured this land is very different, you know. Just as well, the, 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 my, my casting mm. um, brought in from a very, again, a very outsider's perspective of engaging with this space, right? Mm. So in terms of this internationality, Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, after that, we brought the film to do our our posts, right? Um, mm-hmm. The audio posts that mm-hmm. we have done. We did it in in France, in Paris, mm-hmm. and the color grading and all the rest of the visual post. Mm-hmm. We did it in Netherlands, right? In Amsterdam, right? This was mm-hmm. the, the the co production that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, the kind of creative input that we got from there was also amazing mm. <laughs> that really all added to the film because maybe to put it in another way Singapore um, the post-production we are, we are we are good enough but then at the same time we don't have enough films to hone our craft and so you know when I brought this film to France to do the audio post it it I feel like it is the results of it I might not be able to have gotten if I had done it in Singapore, you know? Mm. So that a lot of these, um, um, the kind of international collaborations that we got out of, mm. we really, it really benefited the film. And so this film now feels, feels very unique in its own. Mm. 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 Absolutely. All right, what do you think are the qualities that makes a great filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Do you think? Do you I'm, think... I'm worried about this question because it's a bit general. But okay, the, the 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 situation is that really there are different kind of films. Yes. that that really takes different kind of personalities to be mm-hmm. making, mm-hmm. right? It's like it, it would be very hard for someone to someone like myself to be making like a, a gore fest kind of a film you know mm. or like mm. yeah but but i do still like to think that um like i was saying maybe sincerity towards your film and mm. what you're talking about in the mm. film mm. this for me is very important you know for me at least um, of course, also we, we we discussed previously the kind of tenacity and yes. the 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 perseverance, yes. you know, yes. to to fight through tons of rejections and tons of people telling you, well, your film it's like this and that and it's not, you know, it's not good enough and this is this is the fact and the the reality of how it's going to be and kind of have to push through, right? Yes. Is there some habits that you work on a daily basis to keep yourself 
on the radar. Same. <laughs> Tell me like um, three specific habits. Oh. I like to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. at peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Okay. So I think I try not to stare at my phone in the morning okay. <laughs> uh, and have a cup of coffee and and look out the window for a bit and mm-hmm. think, ah, my day is uh, starting perfectly mm. before the madness begins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think this is something I, I do. Um, and also, I maybe it's something that we talked about again, I'm I, I like to keep my friends um, very updated on what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, and 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 maybe a lot of people like to be a hermit, you know, when it comes to creation. Yes. But mm. for me, I I like to really talk about things that are going on with my film to my close kind of support system, you know, to my mm. close, um, to my allies, you know, to my, to, to my buddies mm. and more, m- m- more than so many times I myself get surprised by how I benefit from this process. Like I start to, um, distill my thoughts, mm. you know, mm. when I'm talking to my friends about my films, for example, mm. and I like, Oh, wait a minute. Mm. Actually, uh, it's it's there's something there that I didn't know that but in my trying to tell you this I, I, I figured it out. You know, mm. so I, I, I do have a lot of sessions just hanging out with my friends. I, I, I think I try not to cut myself off basically from from society, you yes. know. Mm. I like to still stay in touch with with strange things. And maybe that's my third um my third suggestion, or, mm. or, or I won't call it a routine, but I try to do something else outside of my films yes. <laughs> at mm. least once or two or three times a week. Mm. You know, whether is it going to a strange concert mm. or is it going to some kind of uh, um, um, panel discussion of of something else? You know, mm. it's it's just to feed myself other kind of stimulus yes that sometimes you really surprise yourself the kind of connection and constellations that it will open up because more often than not you are just um, tunnel vision you know when you're working on something you are it becomes so narrow and you don't you no longer have the kind of distance to look at something else anymore and I think for me, sometimes, I, I yeah, I would just go check out something, whether it's at the museum or, or, or just a talk or something else that will keep me um, fresh, you know, that will give me different kind of ideas. And more often than not, it's, it's good, you know, even if I think through them, I say, well, this thing really has nothing to do with me. But then it, it's it clicks, you know, like, oh, yes. I, so now I know, you know, this, this thing has nothing to do with me and that's great. And I will now know exactly what is it that I, I, I that has to do with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every, yeah. These things all have, have very good, you know, um, all, for me at least, you know, it, it really helped me and my process. 
tell me about your three favorite films that the audience listening to this podcast should watch. I I I I have a film that I I have been watching over the years and Same I film. never get sick of it. Same and film. I never get yeah. sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this film has to be 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, lovely. And every time I watch it, I find just new and yes. amazing things about it and yes. that's that I think that itself is 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 something to say about this film, yes, you know. Absolutely. Uh this is Stanley Kubrick's 2001 yes. A Space yes. Odyssey. Yes, a film that I go back to again and again. Um okay. there, there there is a there is a a, a recent maybe when was this maybe 2016 um uh um indonesian film okay I, i don't know the exact year that it was made but an indonesian kind of hybrid documentary mm-hmm. that has shaken my world a little, a little bit when i saw it and this is um the film a film called the act of killing mm-hmm. yeah where can one um, watch that Yeah. Where where um, can one watch that? Well, oh, that's okay, that's a tough one. Uh where, where did you I, watch I, it? I I I saw it at a, at a film festival actually. Okay. Um, yeah, and because it's a documentary or a kind of hybrid hybrid documentary, yes. mm-hmm. it might not be super accessible or available, mm. but but I I sincerely believe it's out there somewhere on some platform. Um yeah go go have a look check it out mm. um yeah because because uh this film can sometimes said to be very controversial also in terms of its topic mm-hmm. and its approach mm-hmm. um but i think for that itself it's worth seeing to have a discussion about it whether one agrees with it or not it's it's something to really think about and so i would say on that level you should watch it <laughs> lovely one space odyssey 1968 stanley kubrick one of my favorites it was a quantum leap in technological achievements it was written by kubrick and arthur c clarke and one of my favorite kubrick quotes however was the darkness we must supply our own light the quest of your dreams do not lose out on life have a great weekend and do not forget to have some fun go watch uh, land imagined on netflix i'll see you guys soon